0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. You're listening to the new podcast. We are in season five, episode six, and this is called The Gift We Overlook. And basically, I noticed one of the common beliefs that the people I work with and myself have had is that our voices do not matter. Now, there's no judgment, right? Because that belief can be ingrained um, in such an indirect way. We don't really know that it's happening. But... I wanted to give us the opportunity to explore the connection between the literal and the figurative voice and to really focus on reclaiming that strength and nurturing the voice, both literally and figuratively. And I needed some help to do that. So please stay tuned. I've got an amazing guest who is contributing to this episode today. Her name is Breanne Hennessy. She is a vocal empowerment guide, public speaker, corporate trainer, and author who believes voice is a conduit to wellness. Her background as a licensed speech and voice pathologist comprises 13 years of clinical experience and 50-plus public speaking appearances. She expertly guides women, executives, and entrepreneurs to communicate with more purpose and presence, speak frequently without fatigue or strain, and align to their intuitive inner voice to harness a voice they love. So, Brienne's clients have succeeded in protecting the vital asset, the magic, that is their voice, improve their ease of communication with their audiences, increase their speaking stamina, reduce voice injury, and access their most natural way of speaking, which has resulted in more confidence and revenue for their businesses and a ripple effect for their message. So, I hope you gained something. I hope you're really able to make that connection between the literal and figurative voice. Throughout this episode and we also have a really cool exercise for you to do So make sure you listen all the way through. I cannot wait for this to fill your cup. Let's get to it Being willing to hop on to this plat- this platform because I know that we have some major amazing things to share today. Yeah, so I'm excited. Let's just yes, let's just jump into it. Let's start with who is the amazing Breanne Hennessy, <laughs> and how in the world did you get started with working with voices?
1: Mm. The first thing that came to mind when I saw that question uh-huh. was, I am. And I say that because that is something I've grown into over the past year. So at the very, very core of things I am, meaning I am an extension of the divine. And that aspect of me is crucial to all things forthcoming. <laughs> yes. So so we'll start there. And I am a woman who is now in a phase of life that I think has been a long time coming. I used to work in healthcare and academia and do all the things that you, you know, are supposed to do and should do and all of that. And now I feel like being able to do the things that I want in the way that I want with the flexibility that I want makes me more of who I am like coming through. Um, So that's kind of the, the esoteric part of me. And then everyday me is, a mom, to an amazing 10-year-old daughter. I am, by trade, a speech and voice pathologist, Um, but my mission really now is as a vocal empowerment guide and speaker trainer. And I am someone who loves all things nature, going to the lake, Mm -hmm. being near water is my happy place. (laughs) And the things, like you were saying, like, what, what can make the day fun and joyful and frankly feel like not work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. So
0: so that's kind of the the overview. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um the There's like a connection here, which I was immediately attracted to the spirituality element. I I know Mm. we connected because of the advantage, Mm -hmm. so shout out to the (laughs) advance. Yay! I love it. Love it so much. Um, We connected there, and I think I just immediately kind of felt the fact that, you know, regardless of what Brienne is doing, it is from a place of connectedness, from a place Mm -hmm. of truth. And I was just really attracted to that, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we got to work together."
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you
0: say that, Tyler, because that's
1: and may perhaps some, you know, in parts of your life or even in your audience life, like that's a journey. I was not, I was not always this way. So yeah. it, it is very delightful to actually feel in and um, not only recognize myself, but be recognized for the thing that. I can truly believe in and trust in and work from oh, in that way. So, yeah, that's awesome. Thank, thank you for saying that.
0: <laughs> of course. I have so much gratitude for the, the place that we're in, you know. Yeah. Um, so you say vocal empowerment coach. That is a, a beautiful title. How would you define vocal empowerment?
1: I think that when it comes to, <laughs> labels, terms, the English language, lots of languages were quite limited, actually. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, I'm always, you know, curious. Is there another word, you know, or phrase? Um, a friend of a dear friend of mine called me the voice conductor, which Ooh. I really appreciated. I was like, that's sassy. <laughs> I'm here for that, and and as I've learned more about myself, I realize I'm an activator. So sometimes I call myself the voice activator. Um, but when it comes to what it's here to serve for the other to me, that really means that it is helping folks recognize the power that already is within their own voice. And that can be Mm -hmm. physical voice and their metaphoric voice mission message. So to me, when someone feels empowered, they are first and foremost, honoring, loving, and feeling worthy in and of itself because you are. And being able to operate and align from that place means that they can go forth with their voice, with their work, how they show up, how they're being in in that way. So I, I find that, and I don't know if you have experienced this, especially now that I'm entrepreneur land, there are a lot of terms that get watered down and overused. Yeah. And so I appreciate you asking about that because people usually gloss over well, how does that person define empowerment? What can that mean? Do we really know what that means for ourselves? Mm. So, I think that's that's crucial to always lay out the gate, you know, for, at the at the forefront.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, this. So, this episode is called "The Gifts We Overlook" because I mm. feel like the voice is something that I mean, we we just think it's you know, we wake up, we start talking, you know, we yes. we do our thing, but we don't really learn about like nurturing the voice um taking care of it um you know training it or you know we don't we don't really think about those things a lot and I like how Mm -hmm. you brought in like the figurative voice as well because Mm -hmm. woo, as a highly sensitive person yeah (laughs) There, there has been um, definitely an impact um, through throughout my experiences um, about like how I use my voice, and so mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to explore that. But before we get all the way in there, mm-hmm. I just, I just want to know what is the mission? What are you hoping that people gain from? Um, I mean, your organization, your vocal vitality mm-hmm. from your work. What is it that you're hoping to achieve, really?
1: Mm-hmm. The the broad mission is to elevate women in particular, women's voices to a place where they can tap into their own self-worth. And I think voice is a conduit to that. And so to me, I go at it from a preventative, holistic wellness approach and believe that the more we can respect and honor and love our voices, the more we are showing up as our truest selves. And that brings out ripple effects of wellness across the board.
0: Wow! 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 That is so yeah. meaningful. Oh my goodness! Like I, I'm, I'm so grateful that we have somebody like you who is doing this work. Because again, I don't think this okay. is something that people are just thinking about every day.
1: It's uh, so true, Tyler. There. I mean to say. I mean the fact that you already recognize, like, take it for granted. So many people do, and that's wow. understandable. We're human. We wake up, we think we can just talk because we talked yesterday. So why can't yep. <laughs> be able to talk today? And um, and that's a big part of honoring something within us that goes beyond just our physical entity and our physical body, but showing gratitude for it. I mean, we have to start with gratitude in the way that we want to, to be and, and speak and go, okay, I have a voice. What do I do with it? But also I feel like until you show gratitude for things in your life, you don't necessarily shift your perspective.
0: Wow. And yeah. so
1: if you are grateful, okay, that's the first perspective shift into other things. And then you get to amplify it by speaking into existence what you desire. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's great. It's more than just like, cool. I have a voice this morning. Like, well, let's take it a couple layers deeper. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I remember, so I can provide kind of an example of how maybe I have been, um, let's say ashamed. I'll say ashamed mm, of my yeah. own voice. Okay. Um, growing up as a highly sensitive person wasn't exactly, you know, there wasn't a lot in place as far as like how to navigate that or like, mm. you know, what that means for me. Right. So there were certain instances where I literally hated hearing my own voice because I thought, you know, maybe it's, it's not supposed to be heard or maybe it's not worthy of being heard. So from like a literal vocal perspective, you know, I would kind of keep quiet and not utilize my voice, not appreciate my voice. It wasn't until I think maybe middle school, high school, where I started to use my voice more because I got into poetry and mm-hmm. I, I love that you brought up gratitude because it wasn't until it really wasn't until I heard like peers and friends say like you have a really nice voice like mm-hmm. you know because that that's just not what I heard at home for a while but like you yeah. know but my peers were like you have a really nice voice like you should keep doing this poetry thing and I was like wait a minute like my voice is getting attention like <laughs> <Let> me,
1: <laughs> that's incredible Tyler up. yeah like to sh- to go wait a second I can shift this idea. Of what yeah. I think about it, ooh, and then using mm-hmm. it for poetry—that's beautiful. Do you do spoken word poetry or written or both? I do both. It's both. I nice. take
0: a bit of a break, but I'm ready to get back into spoken. Yes.
1: Word. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I want
0: to hear it. This will be so cool. Okay. Yes, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> Can I ask a question? Do you find that then growing up and not feeling like you were heard, and that's a big part of what I desire for women to be able to be seen and heard, because that's all we really crave and yeah. and want. Do you feel like there were certain phrases, shall we say, I know I had some phrases tossed at me in my, in my day, um, for those of us who are sensitive that, that, that rubbed you the wrong way, that made you feel like it was, this is, this is kind of throwing you into a, a bucket. that doesn't fit.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, being, just being told that I was too sensitive had an impact mm-hmm. on how I use my voice, you know, yeah. being told yeah. that I was uh, too, too deep of a thinker or like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was doing too much. Essentially. I just always felt like I was too much, which you can kind of understand why that made me be quiet for a little Yes, bit. absolutely. You know I mean? Cause I'm like, well, absolutely. what's the point if I'm too right. much anyway? <laughs>
1: right. And then how do you navigate that from the sensitivity standpoint too, when it's our superpower to be highly sensitive yeah. and when it's wielded in that, like, healthy and aligned way. That's one thing. And that's why, so one of the convictions of my mission is voice is a barometer. Mm -hmm. So here we are trying to navigate like, wait, these external people and things are telling us that we're too much and too sensitive and all of this. And yet when that starts to rub against how we truly want to show up, that's so, I'm just always so shocked at how long that can derail, say the path of someone
0: yeah is
1: meant to be heard in a bigger way and I experienced this a lot in the clinic both in my own life but in the when I used to work in voice clinics patients would off the cuff you know just as we were doing assessments and I was going through all my all my questions would say things like like you mentioned like I hate the sound of my voice most people who Mm. say that Mm -hmm. uh, I would say are the majority of people that I come across but they also add this extra bit of um, grimace uh an ooh factor to it, like either literally saying ooh about their own own voice and or have that moment. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, it comes with singing, which I think is exceptionally tragic because I think we can all sing for the joy of singing and mm-hmm. we are all capable of it. But they would have that that memory, that moment of someone telling them, I don't like, you know, you shouldn't do this, speak this way. Your voice isn't good enough for X, Y, or Z. Wow. and. 40, 50, 60 year old people sitting there and you can just see the hurt with it still. Mm-hmm. And so I really am just so, so in awe and grateful that that's a shift you've made clearly powerfully <laughs> and 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 are willing to, like in this way, advocate for, have this have this conversation because most people do want to just dismiss it and say, it's just my voice, it's fine. Is it though? You know, like, Why? is there is there more that's possible? <laughs> so... Yeah. So that's really fascinating that that, those were phrases. They sound very familiar to me too. That happened a lot when I was young, not even younger. I had bosses tell me I was too touchy feely. (laughs) And I was like, yes, yes, I am. And the patients love it. Thank you very much. (laughs) So yeah, I, I completely, completely resonate with those moments of being too much and not communicating in ways for a long time that I didn't realize weren't me weren't myself I thought I was myself and that's really I think a big piece of this too in my own life I got chastised a lot for my tone of voice Hmm. and I would be so boggled Tyler I just think okay but I said what I said but they're saying they didn't like the tone of my voice how it was delivered so something is off but I would get so frustrated with like not understanding that and it wasn't until wasn't until I was 32 years old uh, going through a traumatic divorce and anxiety and depression and all these things that I finally reconnected to my own self-worth and thought, oh, that's that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. I wasn't speaking from a place that truly was me. And it was so forced and out of alignment that it didn't matter the words I was saying.
0: Wow. The tone
1: and the, I believe, vibrational resonance, the energetics of it. Above and beyond just this three-dimensional life mm-hmm. was what was literally rubbing people the wrong way, and there was just disconnect after disconnect after disconnect, which impacted, as you can imagine, a lot of a lot of areas, relationships, worker, coworkers, you know, friendships, all of this. So, yeah, it's been fascinating to see that growth journey over the last. I'm 41 now, so what, nine years, eight years? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to just hold a moment to give you your kudos for just Aww. navigating <laughs> for real because, you know, it's it's tough. Like, it's one thing to kind of notice that, you know, you're not um, speaking from your true self, but then mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's another thing to be like, hey, I'm going to make a decision to yeah. to show up now and to, yeah. you know, advocate for myself, whatever that looks like, Um yeah. And whether you're working on your voice, your mind, all of the, all of the things, like it's not an easy journey, right? Because you're so used to doing things a certain way.
1: Oh man. Conditioning. You
0: know? (laughs) You know? Oh my goodness. So
1: true. Is there, is there still with that, is there still a lesson that you find? I mean, I'm, I'm learning that we, lessons never necessarily go away fully, but they just show up in new ways. Is there one for you that stands out relative to not not speaking up when you were young and now like so much more focused and empowered with what you're doing with your voice. Like, are there little times though you're like another lesson repeats itself for you?
0: Oh yes. Of yeah. course. I mean, there, there are layers to this. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I just remember, you know, early on having moments where either I wasn't speaking up for myself or I was like, uh, I hate how I sound. And it's just so interesting to see how both of those things have changed. Yeah. Um. So now I love hearing my own voice, actually, maybe a little too much. But... Yeah. <laughs> own it. Own it. <laughs> what it is, what it is, you know. Oh but my also, gosh. Um, I do still, from a figurative standpoint, I do still have moments where I wonder if I should be sharing as much or if I, I, mm. I wonder if I am yeah. saying something the right way because. So long for so long, so many years. I was like, oh, you know, is this what they want to hear instead yeah. of this? What my soul wants to say.
1: Yes, exactly. You Trusting know? that. Ooh. <laughs> yes, exactly, and
0: having the courage to do that, right? Because again, it can be hard, especially depending on the context. Like for me, speaking up to parents is still hard. You know, yeah. speaking up to bosses and authority figures are is still a difficult thing for me to do. Just because for so long, I didn't think I was, I I had the right to do that. Yeah. You know, but it's like, if I'm going to show up fully into a space, I need to make sure I communicate, you know, in a way that would allow people who are involved in that space as well to support me.
1: Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. It really does. And it also just came through for me that because this is the piece that I noticed for, Myself and others who worry about saying the right thing, you know, am I going to say the right thing? What does that feel like? What does that sound like? What are the words I want to choose? And and aligning with that and learning how to do that, it's it's totally possible. But also that it's okay to process it and come back. It's okay to say... Mm actually what i really think about this because so many times i would walk away and be like well now i thought of something clever (laughs) (laughs) and then and that's just it turns out that's part of my human design that's just part of who i am i need that time to process but to be able to even speak out the obvious and say you know what i know i said this but this this is more true you know for me uh i think is a big skill that for a lot of people but especially women that it's it's okay to do we want to show up powerfully in those spaces and we want to be able to adjust as needed that feels good to us
0: absolutely oh yeah. Ooh, i love that thank you for, for bringing <laughs> that up i love that so much yeah for can, sure. we, can we chat a little bit about how we can damage our voices maybe without even knowing oh, um yeah know, we can start with literal and then we can go to figure two
1: <laughs> sure okay
0: so yeah they kind of they kind of intertwine
1: depending on on which angle we kind of take this so the most, the most obvious way I see that people are are, propone, proponing, uh, putting themselves at risk. Let's say that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is too much, too loud, too often. And this does not relate to the too much that you and I were just talking about. Being right. too much this is not about personality. Now, sometimes the more outspoken, the more ge- gregarious speakers will be in a higher risk category, but this has nothing to do with like, you have to change your personality. What this has to do with is the physical limitations of our vocal folds. And I'm one who is always trying to bust limiting beliefs. I mean, that's literally Mm. what Tyler's world is. She's (laughs) out there helping all like bust limiting beliefs. So, so by limitations, I mean, in, in the way of think of it, like um, a marathon runner who is done for the season has a break you know, maybe they're just, you know, not really doing a whole lot. And then they decide, oh, I'm going to run a marathon tomorrow and they get up and just go. And so while their bodies are primed to do that kind of effort, it's not in the most conditioned way. And that's a similar way for speakers. Our vocal folds can handle a lot of stress and strain and by a lot, I mean, They are vibrating hundreds and thousands of times every single day. And these collisions, their actual like vibratory collisions can put additional stress strain on these delicate tissues of our vocal folds. And so when I see people uh, overdoing it for, say, long periods of talking without a break, Mm -hmm. when they're talking louder than they need to, not because, again, personality, but they have the mic right there, and yet they're still overdoing it, that's going to add like a load or a stressor. When I see people saying, oh, it's okay. I just have a little bit of a I'm just going to push through it. Mm. Those kind of moments of thinking this instrument is invincible, makes it harder for them to bounce back when their voice does start to struggle. And so yes, the voice is resilient, but we have to be able to care for it the way we would, if we were going to start a new running program, if we were going to start a new physical aspect to improve in our bodies. And I think that's something that, again, many people know the feeling of say, I've had laryngitis, or like for me personally, like, I'm all of two weeks coming off of my bout of the vid. And mm-hmm. so everything um, from my exhaustion level is is recovering. My voice got weaker during during that time of sickness. Um, those are things that are going to happen, but we don't have to make it back to the taking it for granted. We don't have to make it something that we just push aside that we, that we say, well, it's gotten better before. Why wouldn't it this time? Most of the time it will, but the things that you're doing in that period can't be the same things that you're doing when you're healthy. Mm. It can't be the same things after a weekend, you know, out with friends in loud noisy noisy places and, and coming Monday morning to work and expecting to have a great, you know, sound be the same things that you're doing, you know, after a launch or a speaking event or tour, whatever the case may be. So it's it's fascinating to think kind of almost like we're immune to some of the things that can change with our voices, even though our voices naturally evolve. Uh, So that's kind of the, the long answer to it because it's, it's so individual and, and to some degree predictive. Like I could, I can screen people's voices and look at their, what we call inventory and say, how much are you doing? What are, what is your dose and, and have a predictive model for it. But we can't yet say who will get a voice injury for sure and who won't. So people would come into the clinic and and still to this day, people say to me, well, why now? Mm-hmm. I've, I've been talking of my life. Why why me? I'm, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm a lawyer, you know, whatever. Why not the cheerleader down the street? I wish I could tell you. There's so many multifactorial ways that we can look at this, but I, that's what I love about our voices. They're unique for a reason. And so that's one of the literal ways. It's really comes down to your voice is a barometer. It is an asset. It will start to tell you if something is going awry. Just the other day, my own virtual assistant, she, she voice messaged me because she wanted me to hear and screen her voice because she has laryngitis right now. Oh. And she's saying, again, like her remembering of, isn't it so wild, Brian? Just the other day, I, I had started to notice that little scratch in my throat, but I didn't really start any triage at that point you know, like it's those signs and signals are there. Our bodies are always talking to us. So that's, that's the, the initial physical physicality of it. And then when you loop it into a little bit of figurative, this part, I find so fascinating. I would have, again, particularly women come into the clinic, we would do the assessment. I used to be able to, I've scoped and looked at thousands of of vocal folds it's fascinating for those of you who've never seen <laughs> never seen your own vocal folds highly recommend going to an ENT and speech pathologist and seeing them so when when we look with the scope we're able to assess what looks quote unquote normal typical structure changes you know that kind of thing well in many cases there wouldn't be any physical visible sign but auditorily okay. you're hearing or they're feeling something is off. So even today, Tyler, when I'm talking to you and I am just on the last tail end of healing, my voice is, I would say 90% and the audience may not be able to hear it, but I still hear a little bit of my like congestion. I still feel a little bit of the, like wanting to crackle. So while I can quote unquote, get away with maybe a decent sound this is where people would, you know, come into the clinic and say, but I but I'm wearing out faster, or mm-hmm. it feels weak, or I can't seem to project my voice. And often it wasn't anything to do with the dose that they were using it. It had more to do with the stressors in their life, so much so oh, oh. that the research has coined a term for it in the voice world, and it's called a laryngo responder. So your larynx. Your mm-hmm. voice box, your laryngo responder essentially means that what we know about the vagus nerve is that when things are meeting a threshold and that nerve is crucial to many functions in our body, it's getting like its 15 minutes of fame right now. I don't know if y'all have heard <laughs> uh-huh. embodiment <laughs> and vagus nerve. But just know that, like, <laughs> I just I, I kind of had to, like, giggle as I got into the entrepreneur world. I was like, everybody's talking about the vagus nerve now. I've been talking uh-huh. about the vagus nerve for, like, <laughs> 14 years. Okay. So it's it's an actual and be, even beyond theory uh, f- set of features where things in our life, internal or external, can trigger this response. So I often say to people, instead of, you know, for some folks, they get you know, traumas, stressors uh, aren't speaking up, aren't, aren't feeling heard, whatever the case may be. And they get say a stomach ulcer. Other people get voice changes. And that I think really compounds when you keep getting those messages that I don't want to hear you. No, you're not respected. No, your opinion's not valued, you know, over and over and over. So it doesn't even have to be about how they're using their voice in that moment. Yeah. So it's really a fascinating line of research and then noticing, okay, who is again, potentially more at risk for that. And there are factors that I can identify in that. And then going from there, knowing that, how do we flip the script? How do we shift the perspective? Your voice is telling on you and now you can use it to your advantage,
0: Mm. you know?
1: So then it becomes a gift in that way.
0: Oh. Is empowering for sure. Okay. <laughs> so what about like preserving the voice? Are there any mm. dangers, quote unquote, of preserving the voice?
1: Um, say the quote word one more time. It cut out just briefly.
0: Sorry, is there any is there how can I put it? Um so we talked about, you know, what might happen if you use your voice a little too mm. much, if you will is there a downside to if you um, preserve your voice more oh
1: preserve yeah okay so think of it like the running example again and let's say you're out jogging and you kind of maybe feel your ankle's a little off you're like oh, okay i don't know i don't i don't think i you know sprained it or anything But over the next couple of days, it's clear that like it does not feel like going on another jog for a while. Mm -hmm. So most people think, well, I just need to rest it. You know, nothing's broken. It'll be it'll be fine. I'll just rest it. And they keep kind of resting it. Maybe they get off track with then their their jogging routine because they think it still needs to be healing and resting it. And you know, maybe they're doing a little little walking, but nothing major. And then they go out and want to run again. And they haven't really done anything different in that interim. Well the ankle may not hurt as much, but you're like, man, my knee hurts now. Why is my hip hurting? And it just ends up kind of being this cascade effect from not conditioning, not preparing, not allowing for that rest to turn into something efficient. Mm-hmm. So, for example, people will say, I I lost my voice. I couldn't really get much out, so I rested. And and I'll just rest it until my next speaking event. Sometimes, Tyler, that rest they they mean is up to a week. Mm. Can you imagine? Okay, first of all, it's hard. I mean, we're talkers, as we both (laughs) identify. That's already hard to do. We only recommend rest in very specific circumstances and injuries for the voice. So, yes, it's smart to conserve, but it's not wise to think that just resting it alone, going from then zero to 60 Mm. is going to be. Worthwhile. Now, this goes back to that question where people say, "But I was talking fine before. Why? Why wouldn't I just jump right back into talking?" Every day our body's different. Every day our system's different. Wow. You know, and we can we can get up and say, "Okay, what what are the little shifts and tweaks I need to listen to and make today?" It's okay if it's not like it was yesterday, but you can build on that. And that's where I'm so so fierce about preventative and proactive approach to this because so many times when people would come. Over that 14 years into the voice center and just lament, I wish I would have known, especially professional voice users. So that runs the gamut from
0: Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs,
1: podcasters, educators, lawyers, realtors, like public speakers. They, They all wish they would have known sooner and yet at the same time want the quick fix, which we know doesn't exist. And so rest seems like a quick fix. Yeah. Rest seems like, well, I'll just take take this extra special care for a long period of time, but you're not actually changing anything in the system when uh, you do that. Yeah. 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 So preservation is an interesting concept because... I think it becomes very much more about being strategic. Mm-hmm. It also becomes important to look at the evolution of our voices. We we don't have the voices we did when we were kids. So that's normal. Our voices evolve in pitch. Our voices evolve a little bit in quality. Our voices can, can have different sounds in different decades and different, especially for women through menopause and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's unrealistic to think about, well, how am I going to preserve it the way it was instead of thinking, why can't we move forward with what we have and what's possible?
0: Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I, I think, I mean, that's a great point that you brought up. Just like our bodies are changing every day. And it's like, it's no, there's no need to like stress over what was before. It's just kind of like, yeah. where do we go from here? You exactly,
1: know? exactly. And, and those changes, you know, do you ever find too, Tyler, like the, the changes that we experience all have the potential of having a story attached to them, but we don't actually have to attach to that story. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's where I think, you know, I I I fully get that we are all desiring to know ourselves more, have an identity in some way, and yet mm-hmm. what parts of those things also need to be shed and up leveled and graciously released. You know, and, and I think voice is a great and fun and curious and beautiful way to explore that because most people don't even want to play around with their voices for exactly the reason you said. They either hate the sound or they think it's weird to go, Ooh, and they're like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what is she doing? Why? why is she, why is she making me do these <laughs> silly things? And yet it can be so oh my gosh, I had, I had a client reach out to me of the day, former client. Now she renewed and she had reached out in the interim and she was like, I just want to say, I still find like these exercises so silly, but so helpful. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. <laughs> like when you can approach it with the fun and the joy and the exploration of it, who knows what's, what the potential is underneath, you know, it's just, I love, I love being the cheerleader for that. <laughs>
0: yes oh I love that I'm a cheerleader I'm not I'm not as you know well versed in this area as you but like I am I love voices yeah yeah Yeah. I I do think they're fun and I do think they say a lot about us without having to attach to that meaning so I I really value what you're doing
1: oh thank you Thank you. Thank you. As you can tell, I'm a big fan of just
0: talking all day about it. Yes. I mean, no, this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. So so what about like, okay, this is not, this was not in my initial outline, but I'm just curious about. Oh, bring it on. You know, playing around with your voice and and maybe playing around with different tones. Mm Mm-hmm. With, um... I guess it would be tones. I'm not sure what other term to use, but is there any danger of that in particular?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so the first thing that (laughs) flashes to mind is um, that I I encourage people to play around with their voice, to explore, to sing in the shower. I will say the occasional time that I hear that someone is, because we go all out in these scenarios, belting it out in the car Uh along with the radio. (laughs) those may be the times because that's the most often where people go, well, yeah, I was headed to this event. I was going to speak at this thing. And on the way there, I was really jamming out. And then I got there and my voice wasn't strong. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, so we may, (laughs) I don't want to take away your your jams in the car, but there, there are those things that yes, we can, um, I think again, be mindful of what our voices are capable of now and, Mm. and not limit ourselves to knowing like, well, okay, I actually did use it a lot today. I played around with it. I spoke, you know, I had conversations and it can be conditioned to do even more. It can build in stamina. It can build in range and flexibility, even for speakers. And that's who I focus on because again, people either shy away from singing like, Oh my gosh, I'm not a singer. And it's like, that's okay. We <laughs> still use some singing type elements because that's an important part of this, this tree, <laughs> two branches to one tree speaking and singing, but also If you start to notice that the thing that you're doing that is fun, whether it be, you know, belting it out in the shower or the car or having long conversations with friends or family and your voice is still feeling great after that. Awesome. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. If you start to notice that, you know, I'm actually getting a little tired ooh, or I'm hearing some scratch. It's twofold hearing and feeling Mm -hmm. and you are the only one who's going to know what that feeling is there are certain things that i can hear and detect that may suggest you're feeling something underneath it but you could also be sounding quote unquote good in tone normal for yourself and yet internally you're already like i think i overdid it Mm -hmm. so it's it's being being aware of that and respecting those moments so that you can go okay Here's the things I want to do to make it feel better. And those are the things with, like when I give people uh, voice health tips or triage tips, that's that's where you can be your own detective in that way. And so then you can go, okay, I do feel better when I did this. Now I can go off and do my sirens again, you know, or do whatever like vocal fun and vocal play uh, that you want to do. And so I think with tones too, that brings up a good point, Tyler, you... <laughs> You will never have to worry about this, love, because your voice has this gorgeous timbre to it. Oh,
0: thank you. Yes.
1: And you keep it in what's called a resonant place. And so, resonance, like acoustics, and I won't go geek out on acoustics right now, but just all that to say is resonance, you can think similar to um, alignment. But when we talk about resonance, we mean that the sound is filling space. It is It is amplified in a way that is natural. It is in forward momentum. When we talk about dissonance, dissonance would be the opposite. It is either chaotic, noisy, damped. So dissonance for me, for example, would be putting my voice back in my throat like you hear me doing right now. Mm. So in a resonant tone, our voices are this beautiful, like think of the sound waves, y'all. They're literally coming out of our faces and, <laughs> and rippling out to other people, which is fabulous and fascinating and so when it's when it's resonant you have a lot of playroom you have a lot of playroom if it's dissonant or stuck or damped even if i'm here and i try to go ooh, Mm -hmm. i'm really really capped off and so that's where things like trends in the voice vocal fry like where Mm -hmm. maybe a kim kardashian or britney spears would live Mm -hmm. or or upspeak where everyone wants to go up at the end of a, a comment and make it sound like a question, Mm -hmm. these are the things that start to limit us. And even to the point that, unfortunately, listeners stop listening. And we don't want to be limited because our voices are, again, inadvertently not matching with what we intend.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, I am learning in this conversation today. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so fun. (laughs) This is so great. So what would you say, like, in your own words, is the power of the voice? Why is Mm. utilizing, nurturing, protecting the voice something that's important to do?
1: To be heard Mm -hmm. and to be loved as we truly are. And it starts within.
0: Yay!
1: Yeah. And I think it starts with us so that when that ripple effect is ignited as we start to speak as our truest selves that those vibrational sound waves are already impacting those who are meant to hear us and then energetically we are feeling elevated in our most divine way of being oh
0: wow 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 yes i i definitely agree with that like i mean part of the whole foundation of this platform is storytelling and connection Mm. And mm-hmm. I would not be able to do that if I didn't one day say, you know, my voice deserves to be heard. And now look at, you know, the connections I'm making. Yes, yes. so true. The, the impact that's, that's being oh, made. <laughs>
1: that's so true, Tyler. Okay, that's a great. That would be fun actually to like have those of you listening like do do your own like gratitude inventory. Like, oh, what has your voice brought you yes. up to this point? And, and often I'll, I'll sometimes have most of the time ask uh, clients and, and folks who are willing to write a love letter to your voice.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm Mm -hmm. doing that today.
1: (laughs) It's so fascinating. And, and you, you, there's no rules. It could be stream of consciousness writing. It could be you talk like however you want to, you know, speak to your voice, but I, I have seen such incredible insights that people bring forth and and be honest with yourself with it in a way that you can do that at time point now you can revisit it in a month you can do another letter in six months and I promise you it is the coolest unfolding to see what is changing what's shifting
0: wow yeah Yeah. I gotta do that I'm doing it yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to get back to you. I, I definitely urge those listening to do the same. And I want y'all to share it with me, please. That, exactly. And Brianne, please. Exactly. That would be
1: so cool. And, and don't feel and if you want to keep it anonymous, that's cool. But I love like whenever my my clients are sharing their letters with me, I'm like, Oh, this is so beautiful.
0: So it's,
1: it's yes, it's something that then too, that's your opportunity to be heard in a and this is what I was drawn to with Tyler, just as so she was so generous to, to come at what she was drawn to about me, the groundedness, the non-judgmental space that was already emanating from her and the way that when you show up in that much love of self, it already speaks volumes without there being any bravado or ego attached to it. And so just know that these are the kind of spaces that and I'm just gonna speak for Tyler. I I think she already sets, which I think we I think (laughs) we both set in our own way. So this is what I love about those being places you can be heard. And starting with something like writing to an instrument that maybe you never even considered. Mm. I just think it's a really intimate way to get to know yourself. So wow.
0: I think (laughs) that's Powerful, and even this just came to me, but let mm. me know, not too much. <laughs> oh, girl! <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, there it goes. There it goes. The t- no, t- it's not too much. much. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it's layers to this. It comes up. Mm-hmm. That's all right. But it's I, sneaky. I, wonder, it's sneaky. <laughs> I, know, right? I I wonder what it would be like to write an apology note as well to like the former version of yourself who who mm. maybe um. the the version of yourself who's like, I hate the way I sound. I don't deserve to be heard. Maybe writing a a apology note or forgiveness note to that version of yourself as well, because we are, we are empowering ourselves through our voices right now. That's what, that's coming out of this.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think that's beautiful. You can, you can, like, that's the cool thing about people think love letter and think it has to be all good things. That's not love. Mm -hmm. Love isn't, isn't, isn't all the good things, all happy, go lucky all the time. Love is looking at all the layers, unconditionally accepting, forgiving, thanking those pieces and those lessons. Because the even that that little girl who was told she was too much, too sensitive, silenced her voice wants to be heard even now.
0: Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I can't wait I for honest. letters to roll in. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I need y'all to write these letters. Yes. Too. I promise I won't share them to the public. It'll just be me and Brienne, okay? Yes. Be- oh, yes. We'll just start a little like cool repository, like a
1: little library of love letters
0: to the yes. boys. I love, <laughs> this I love it so much. Oh, I- that just came through. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Oh, okay. So we know gratitude for sure. We need to express gratitude to our voices mm-hmm. and what they do for exactly. us every day, even as they evolve. Um so that's a good way to start taking better care of our voices. Mm-hmm. Say from like a literal perspective, how can we take better care of our voices every day? Is it just that first step of being mindful? Is it drink tea every day? You know, mm, but- yeah. Yes.
1: Good question. So I'll touch on a few things, and then one of the things that uh, folks are, if they're open to it, are able to have access to is my top ten tips that are going to walk you through things like. Uh, what's called voice hygiene. Like, how are you going to care for it just, you know, day to day? Like, you're creating your own little voice routine. I would say the first thing, yes, mindfulness, huge. So many people, even just from saying, oh, well, now at least I think about my voice each day and notice what's happening is a game changer. The second thing is truly play around with it. So in the morning, when you wake up, we all have morning voice, even me. And so when you wake up and maybe you're doing things around the house, maybe you are, you know, taking your shower, you know, maybe you're talking to family members or, or the dog or whatever the case may be, you can start just really playing around with sounds. And I guess I want people to keep it simple for themselves. So get used to hearing yourself, because again, that circles back to the, the more often you're hearing yourself and loving the fact that you're doing it. Even if you start neutral, we'll start there. (laughs) Neutral. You don't even have to like it yet, but just being non-critical of it and using sounds like you heard me do what I call a siren. So, do you can hum little ditties. Maybe you do um, some people like what what are called lip trills, like raspberries, things like that. (laughs) So you can play around with these different types of sounds and it doesn't have to, to be any one way. It can come out very organically. So I would say, definitely playing with that the other thing to take care of it is do an inventory for yourself if you are someone who you're going oh my gosh i talk a lot i have to talk a lot for my my work and my family and all of these things and that it's it's kind of wearing me out do an inventory for yourself over the week and notice where you can delegate notice where you can maybe send that email or text don't get me wrong i love a voice memo i'm a big fan (laughs) highly recommend using those that'll help you learn to love your voice even more but, but when there are those days, where same for me, when I'm like, uh, nope, I'm tapped out, where can you lessen the load, okay? So that may be that you are calling people less often that week. Maybe you are able to adjust your schedule as such. Maybe you're just noticing, you know what, I talk to myself, maybe I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of the day, you know? <laughs> so there are just little ways that you can again, bring that mindfulness and notice what point it, it meets kind of that threshold often. And for those of you who happen to as, as a parent, but for those of you who happen to be parents or caregivers out there, it's in the evening when you're just about to read to your kids at bedtime and you're like, Oh man, I don't have enough gas left in the tank. My voice is already fading. That is heartbreaking to me when people say that that's when they really notice it. And that's that's a, that's a key connection time. And so if that's happening, it doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. So start with some of these things. And just by those, those awareness shifts, those gratitude shifts, her bodies are powerful, powerful healers. And those kind of things can start to show up in your voice in a different way. And the final thing I would say, because this gets back to Tyler's comment about tone, as much as I am a huge proponent of people owning and finding their natural voice. And that's what I help people do is, is find what's natural to them because over time we either start mimicking other people or we're using a voice. That's not really us. And all of this is to listen to voices that you enjoy and play around with what is it in their characteristics, not to match them, but to see what it is like to, to do something different with your voice. Remember if we keep ourselves in a box That's all we know. That's where we're going to stay. But if you can play with areas that maybe seem a little uncomfortable, a little awkward, a little silly, you know, lower, higher, whatever the case may be for you, louder, softer, intentionally, okay, because we already, you know, are using these things across different scenarios typically when we converse, that can be really fun. So you're giving your instrument more versatility in that way.
0: Wow. 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 Yes. So these 10 tips, is it a digital thing? Yes, ma'am. Sure is. It's a a PDF and the, the link will be available
1: and folks can, can download that. It'll also put you, if you choose part in, uh, put you in into my email community and more tips come and stories and, and events and all of that. But, but I really, I think I really appreciate when people, take this list, pick out for them. Not all 10 things, mind (laughs) you. No, we don't need to be 110% here. People give me like 80% (laughs) (laughs) right now. (laughs) I'm sensing this might be an audience where there's lots of like, I'll do all the things. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is why we're bringing it back to ourselves and what can be most loving to ourselves. And so, so picking something that suits you now and remember what serves you now, isn't going to be what serves you six months from now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But this is a great place to start so that you can say, oh gosh, I, I do drink water, but I actually think I could, I could increase that. Or I do like to um, use tea and honey, but mm-hmm. actually I'm, I notice it's better at nighttime rather than morning when I first wake up. So just okay. little tweaks like that.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. I will definitely include the 10 steps in our show notes so they can just directly click on awesome. the link awesome. I am so excited about just everything that you're doing. Can you let us know where we can find you and what is next? What's on the horizon?
1: Yeah, I love that question. So I can be found primarily on Facebook, uh, either me, myself and I, Brienne Hennessy, or at Your Vocal Vitality. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on IG. You'll see. I just am not as active there, but y'all can find some some oldies and goodies there. And, um, and I have my email list and my blog that I launched recently. And upcoming, gosh, this has been really an exciting shift for me. So I'm uh, really focused on creating courses, writing more, and uh, launching more of my VIP days to activate voices more immediately. And so those things are, are most, most present for me. The courses are really exciting for me because that's something where, you know, you, you work so long in a way that is just feels like a magical container, like one-on-ones, like feed my soul. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I want there to be a way for people to like those educators. Like that's the first population I'm focused on is educators who are in the classroom, wearing out their voices because they have so many things going on that I want there to be accessibility. And I want there to be a sense that they are given wellness tips in a way that maybe they wouldn't expect. And so that's the course I'm working on right now to launch to educators. So I'm excited.
0: So I'm excited for you. Yeah. All, there is so much intention and care going into that. And I know it's needed. You know, we don't want people yeah. overlooking their voices anymore. No yeah. more. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we really don't. Whether it's whether it's because you just want to know yourself deeper, whether it's because you really do want to keep your job. If you don't have a voice, that's gonna make a job really challenging mm. in that way. And or whether it's because you recognize that every time that beautiful tone comes out of your mouth. There is power in that and there is potential and there's purpose. And it's because you were meant to be heard.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. I was yes. just about to recap and say that. So I'm going to just double <gasps> <up the energy. laughs> look at us syncing up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I just want to emphasize that message again, y'all. Be open to your evolution vocally, mm. personally, spiritually, like all the things. It's okay. We're supposed to change. Um welcome yes. that welcome that change with love, okay? Mm. And and speak up because we need to hear you. We, de- we You deserve to be heard, and we would like to hear you. So I hope that some of y'all are inspired to connect with Brianne, of course, and also to write that letter, write that mm-hmm. letter your voice. I'm serious. I'm going to throw a little link in the in the show notes for that as well. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my gosh. I, that'll be great. Yeah. I just want to see. I just want to see. I feel like there's some, some loving energy that we can all put towards our voices, um, yes. both in a literal way and a figurative way. So woohoo.
1: <laughs> oh, woohoo is right. See, there's, see y'all Tyler just exemplified for you. Another voice exercise you can Look do. Like, woohoo! I love it. <laughs>
0: uh, yes. Oh, it was oh so nice. Ooh, I love you. Okay. Thank you. thank
1: you, Tyler. This was, I knew it would be a joy and it was, yeah. and your audience is so fortunate to have you. And I'm just so grateful that we're in each other's sphere. So thank you for this time today
0: absolutely thank you i am wishing you the best in all things i know we'll connect again soon but thank you for yes. being open to this and thank you for what you do thank you for being on oh. your own journey so that you can do this
1: absolutely i appreciate that thank
0: yes. you okay. <laughs> we'll be in touch that's all we okay. have for y'all but thank y'all so much for listening see you next time bye bye